Happy Friday, everybody. This one goes out to all the cool kids out there. Let me hit you up with this brand new hit from Def M Records called Atomic Monsoon. <laughs> We're back. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to Atomic Monsoon. My name is Andy, and we're going to be talking about some music today. But some of the music we're talking about may not be appropriate for all ages. So I just wanted to give a warning up front to all of the, the moms out there that are going to write us angry emails that say, how dare you tell my little Billy to listen to the song Detachable Penis? Uh, <laughs> this is your warning. Stop listening now. Go listen to it on your own. And if you think it's okay, bring your kids back into the room and listen to it again. That's fine. And kids, if you're listening without your parents, hey, you got away with something. Hi, hey, Stephanie. Welcome to Atomic Monsoon. Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Steph, you had this idea. Please describe this idea that you had. So... You and I were brainstorming about episode ideas. And yeah, that sounds like us. one day... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And then one day I was driving uh, probably to work, probably to, probably to maybe to the grocery store. I can't remember where I was driving to, but I was sure. driving and my Spotify playlist was playing and the song came up and I was, you know, listening to the song because I love the song and it was really and it's a really great song. And then suddenly as it was playing, I made this realization of like, oh, I have an idea for an episode of Atomic Monsoon. And the idea was that you and I talk about some of our favorite parody or funny, or just, you know, good, humorous, good time music. And what I mean by that is, like, it could be a compl- it could be a song that is parodied from another, or it could be one that just has funny lyrics, that, or, that, or one that's made intentionally to be funny, or one that maybe was never meant to be funny, but for some reason people laugh when they listen to it. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Yeah, so... Because songs are kind of a weird thing to talk about without being able to hear them uh Mm -hmm. friends we have we 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 have we are going to i don't know one of the two we're going to include in the episode description a link to a spotify playlist spotify is great for for simple things like sharing music but i will say that when i was making my list this week and we had talked about making a spotify playlist i found a lot of the songs i wanted to include were not on that service Mm-hmm. So I, I do want to remind everyone, listen, Spotify is great. And if you just want to hear mainstream music that the record companies are shoving down your throat. Yeah, it's most of it is there. But, uh, you know, Def M Records, for example, only has a few songs out of their entire catalog, you know, uh, uh, and those guys are great. They do our intro music. And, you know, a couple of hip hop guys that I wanted to include just aren't on there. And I don't know. They're independent people. They're not under record label. And the way Spotify works is they pay labels. They don't pay artists. So it's a nice service. I'm not saying don't use Spotify, but I'm saying there's more out there. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, please find other music (laughs) than finding it all from one source. And obviously you guys can check out Defam Records at defamrecords.bandcamp.com, right? That's correct. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, interestingly, in the news this week, uh, after we had uh, decided to do this episode, but before we recorded, uh, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift's master tapes got sold out from under her again without her being uh, given the option to purchase them. And yeah, so here's the thing about music is from what I understand, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a musician. um, I have, we've, I've mentioned on the show before, I have very little musical uh, aptitude. You can just listen to the times where I've tried singing on the show, like the, our reading monsoon episode where, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but from what I understand, it's whoever owns the master tapes is the first one to get paid when something gets sold. So like if I, if you release an album, the person that owns the master tapes, they own the copyright to that, the, the right to make a copy to that music, and you have to pay them to uh, make those copies. So this this new person that has purchased Taylor Swift's master tapes is going to be the one collecting the money, and she will not be getting a cent of it. 
if I if I understand it correctly, or she will get some of it because of legal contracts. I don't know exactly how it works, but regardless, she has said that she is going to go out and re-record all of her old music <laughs> because it's ridiculous that she isn't even being given the chance to buy her own music back. So that's another reason to go support independent music because I'm pretty sure all the bands on Bandcamp, all the artists, musicians on Bandcamp, uh, they're all the people who make the music themselves. And as far as I know, they all own their own master tapes. So wow. yeah, I, now there could be, there could be some exceptions that I'm not aware of. You know, there are, there are thousands, if not millions of artists on there, it, but these are people who want to be, make music so bad that they're just making it and putting it out for you to find without having a record label or any of the lawyers or anything in the middle. So, you know, when you're looking for new music, think about that, you know, just, hey, there's a lot of people out there who, who all they care about is the music. And those are the ones we should be supporting, not necessarily the ones that have this infrastructure where people who don't actually make anything are making the money. Yeah. I'm also not the world's biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I'm really considering buying all of her back catalog when she re-records it because, man, that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree there. And I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm not like up there with some of the others, but I enjoy her music. I've got a lot of it on my iPod and my phone. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, T-Swizzle is cool to me and I, I'm going to support her, yo. I'll support yeah. her if she does this. Yeah, I don't own any of your music at the moment, um, but I... You know, and 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 not. I, I don't. I don't know that I'm a fan of every song of hers that I've heard, but overall, mm. I would say you know of the pop artists that have come up in the last you know decade or so, uh, however long she's been she's been uh, almost. She's approaching almost 15 years in the music industry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen. You don't. You don't stick around for 15 years by accident. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's doing something right, and she doesn't even own the music. So all that said, let's talk about something funny. All right. Funny music. (laughs) Oh, you had some you had some honorable mentions you wanted to get through first, actually, right? Yeah. um, So Andy and I just putting this out there for everyone. We both like Weird Al Yankovic. He makes a lot of really great, funny songs. I'm looking at all of the CDs in his music collection right now. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have them all they're all sitting on my shelf right above my computer where we're where i'm recording this right now like i have all of his uh i have all of his discography except for his box that he put out last year so I, i'm missing the bonus disc on that because i didn't want to sp- spend the money to rebuy the entire collection that i already owned so That's yeah <laughs> as a result i only put one weird owl uh because we're both big fans so i only put one weird owl song on my list so yeah and for me, it was a struggle to like not put more than one Weird Al song. So I'm literally just going to throw honorable mention Weird Al songs at you guys because I love these songs and they are great. Two of them are no surprise to you because you all know I love Star Wars. But <laughs> <laughs> pretty much I have Sports Song, which actually isn't a parody song. It's just he made a marching band anthem and it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saga Begins, which is the parody of American Pie. Yoda, which is the parody of uh, Lola. eBay which is the parody of I Want It That Way. Perform This Way, which is the parody of Born This Way. And then Word Crimes, which is the parody of Blurred Lines. Yeah. <laughs> so, YouTube that stuff. <laughs> it's also yeah. on Spotify. It'll be on the list. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the one Weird Al song. I mean, I, I, how do I cut down all of my Weird Al fandom into one song? Well, the one that's on the Transformers soundtrack, of course. So <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the 1986 animated Transformers movie, um, they go to a planet where they meet a race of, of robots called the Junkions. And while the battle is happening, uh, Dare to be Stupid by Weird Al plays in the background. Uh, the thing about the Junkions is they talk completely in TV slang, like TV lingo. Um, so... And Dare to be Stupid is a song full of weird, cliched lines. So it's strangely appropriate. Also, um, the cosplay, cosplay band, the Cybertronic Spree, just a couple weeks ago, put out a music video for their cover of Dare to be Stupid. And there's a very special guest star at the end of it. I must go watch now. Yeah. <laughs> and also, that video has a lot of references to other Weird Al videos. It's pretty special. So... Um, yeah, yeah. Dare to be stupid is uh, also um, it's so so. In addition to le- like song lyrical parodies, Weird Al does style parodies, and Dare mm-hmm. to be stupid is done in the style of the band Devo, which is best known for their song Whip It. Yep. And the guys from Devo have said that they both love and hate Dare to be stupid, 
because it's the most Devo song in existence and they didn't write it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I used the lyric, put your head in the microwave and give yourself a tan in my comic Hawk and Croc, where that's how one of the characters got his superpowers. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, if, if it had to be one song, uh, Dare to be Stupid would be the one Weird Al song. So there you go. There you go. There now, we go. We... Yeah, Weird Al's got a lot of songs. Uh, did you also know, Andy, this is just a kind of a, a brief tangent on Weird Al real quick. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Did you know that he was the voice of a Disney character named Milo Murphy? Uh, I did not know that, no. Um, however, I did recently watch the Teen Titans Go versus the Teen Titans animated feature, mm-hmm. which was just on Hulu. Yeah. Um, and he plays the voice of the Gentleman Ghost and Darkseid. That's amazing. <laughs> and for anyone that's not familiar with Darkseid from DC Comics, imagine Thanos from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They're basically the same character, just... Um, Dark side doesn't have the infinity stones. So imagine Thanos sounding like Weird Al Yankovic. That's crazy. That happens. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, but uh no, but Milo Murphy is actually so we've talked about Phineas and Ferb on the show. Milo Murphy's law is created by the same animators and creators of Phineas and Ferb. Okay. And I didn't realize this until uh, a little while ago, but when I was but I it, like one of the videos or something from it came up on my Facebook feed and I was watching it and I was like, Oh, this looks kind of like Phineas and Ferb. And I was watching it and then the guy started singing and I'm like, that's weird. Al. <laughs> so weird. Al plays the main character of the show and did the theme song to the show. So he has a lot of new songs in that show. Yeah. He also has a couple songs in um, my little pony friendship is magic where he plays a character named, I believe grilled cheese. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's a pony that looks like weird Al as a pony. That's 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 fitting yeah yeah so uh yeah (laughs) if people haven't figured it by now we like weird al and he's a great artist you should go listen to him yep yep uh i'm not we're not just going to talk about weird al the entire time i promise um no (laughs) um, we have other songs yeah 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 uh for example uh and i'll relate this to weird al um green jello who is often mistakenly pronounced uh their name is often mistakenly pronounced green jelly um, <laughs> it's 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 spelled with a Y with an umlaut over it, which is a character that doesn't exist in any language, and so that's pronounced like an O according to them. Um, basically, craft food came to the original name. Their their original name was Green Jello, and craft food came to them and said, "We don't want you misrepresenting our brand with your kind of music," and so they changed their name to Green Jelly with an umlaut over the O which is now pronounced like an O, but it's not, uh, there's no trademark infringement or anything now. Um, so, so they're also a, a comedy slash style parody band. Um, they are best known for the song I'm going to talk about, The Three Little Pigs, which was a, a pretty big hit on MTV and I want to say 1993, 1994. Um, the whole video was done in stop motion and claymation. Mm. And it's the fairy tale of The Three Little Pigs if the big bad wolf was a biker. Interesting. I think I've heard that song. <laughs> you probably have. You may have seen the video. It's it's one of those things that's just, it was such a big deal when it came out. Um, a lot of people who were listening to this are probably like, oh yeah, that song. Um, yeah. I, so that was my introduction to them. And then uh, like a year and a half later, Green Jello did the soundtrack to the video game Spider-Man and Venom in Maximum Carnage, which was a game based on the Spider-Man comic series called Maximum Carnage. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that soundtrack is great. Um, the first, the op- the title track to that was also the instrumentation for the first track on their second album, 333. That album, incidentally, not on Spotify, although mm. a lot of their obscure stuff is, so I don't know what's going on with that. Um mm. Uh, and, and then within the Maximum Carnage soundtrack, they also do some covers of some other like classic heavy metal songs, like The Mob Rules by Black Sabbath, randomly is one of the boss fights d- songs. Hmm. D- don't know why. <laughs> don't know how they got away with that, but they did. So it's great. Um, 
and I remember when I was in high school, I was I was listening to to them, and uh, one of the kids in my class was like, "Oh, you like Green Jelly?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh man, I would like them, but they're just too much like Weird Al." And I was like, "In in what way?" <laughs> like <laughs> this is like. Weird Al does a bunch of like very clean, mostly family friendly spoofs of pop culture, and Green Jello stuff is kind of mean <laughs> and heavy metal. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, anyways, I have all three of their major releases. Um, I just found out that Record Store this day this year they put out their original EP as the Record Store Day exclusive, and it's the first time it's been available um, in like over twenty years. So I need to I need to hunt that down. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Three Little Pigs, Red Green Jello. It's great. It's funny. It's stupid. And it has a, a bad Rambo impression at the end. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so my. So this is my actual first pick of songs now. This is not my honorable mentions. Also, sure. uh, another thing. I don't have any Disney songs on here because if I picked any Disney or Nickelodeon songs, we'd be here all year. That uh, <laughs> were funny. So. Those are shelled for a different list for another day, for another lifetime. I don't, I don't um, expect to the entire list I wrote down today. <laughs> Same. Um, so, my ne- so my first one uh, is... So this one was hard to choose because all three of these songs are hysterical. Um, okay. But it is all three of King George's songs from Hamilton. <laughs> uh, <laughs> By this point, the world has pretty much seen this Broadway show because it's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but the character of King George, who, oddly enough, is played by Jonathan Groff, who plays Kristoff in Frozen, strangely. Um, <laughs> there's the Disney connection there. Boom. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but um, he, ha- he plays the character of King George. And King George in the show is, is like a comic relief character compared to like everybody else. I mean... To be fair, Thomas Jefferson is hysterical and he has a lot of really great shining moments as like a fourth wall breaker. But King George is just a gem in yes. the show. Yeah. In real life, not so much. Uh, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That was a I long, long alive. time ago. I, I'm going to guess probably not so much if a bunch of people left his rule to go start a different country. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. But the three songs he has, uh, one of them is called, so they're called You'll Be Back, What Comes Next, and I Know Him. You'll be back is pretty much his preamble before he starts sending the troops over before the revolution actually start like really starts mm-hmm. uh, in the show. And it's pretty much along the vein of like, you know, why are you revolting against me? I'm trying to be helpful. Um, and it presents and it gives me one of my favorite lines from the show that he says. And um, and, and it's absolutely hysterical. Uh, but pretty much the song goes, you know, like it, it's it's just Tim talking about the fact that he is going to send a fully armed battalion to remind you of his love. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah. yeah, those songs are all really, what, really good. They're all really good. Yeah. Uh, what comes next is after they defeat him, the revolution's over. And he's like, so what are you going to do now? Can you actually handle creating a country? And then I know him is this random little song in the second act where he just kind of goes in, he's like, so George Washington left. That's the thing. Who's the new guy? John Adams. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good luck. And then he just, and then the actor in the show just sits there on a stool as Aaron Burr comes out and starts singing the next song. And he's just like kind of dancing in the back. And it's like, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) So as you can see, um, King George is great, and he has some great lines from you know remind you know also in a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. And awesome, wow! And <laughs> uh, I think my favorite line: "So don't throw away the things we had, because when push comes to shove, I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love." <laughs> so, yeah, such a such a caring demagogue that guy. <laughs> he really was. <laughs> but yeah, no, like it, it's just they're great songs. They're really funny. And it was interesting to see this show live back in March before everything shut down, because when he came out and sang his song, there's this part where they all sing like da 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 da. And the entire audience was singing to it. Like, the entire audience was singing with him. And it's like, that's great. I yeah. love that. I love that yeah. so much. So, yeah. King George's songs, hear- everybody. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to hear more of our thoughts on Hamilton, um, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't remember what number the episode was. Post-production Andy here. 
It was episode 78, and scene with Dana Shob. 70-something, I want to say. Uh, but it was when we had Dana Shob on. And yes. uh, uh, yeah, we, we the last like 10, 15 minutes, we just kind of went into Hamilton talk for a little bit. So uh, mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and, and find something from the late 60s, early 70s of Atomic Monsoon, I want to say. 78. Indeed. All right, Andy, what's your next song? All right. So my next one is by Garfunkel and Oates which is a, <laughs> uh, a female group, uh, two ladies from the Los Angeles area, and their song called You, Me, and Steve, which is a wonderful little song about a girl who is dating a new boy, and uh, this boy's best friend Steve keeps showing up everywhere they go. And it's... I don't know what how much to say about this song without people listening to it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I don't know. I like Garfunkel and Oates, Oates a lot. Um, a lot of their songs are, oh, not so family friendly. <laughs> so if you want to uh, listen to more of their stuff other than this, uh, by all means, please do. But just know, you know, they, 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 um, I mean, they have a song about giving hand jobs. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ricky Lindholm and Kate Micucci are the the two um, gals in the group. Uh, they named the band after, quote-unquote, the two famous rock and roll second bananas, Art Garfunkel and John Oates. And Kate Micucci is also the voice of Sadie on Steven Universe. So, um, from from The Big Donut. So, anytime... That's amazing. Yeah, that you have heard Sadie singing, you're actually hearing uh, <laughs> the Oates of Garfunkel and Oates singing. So, you may already be familiar with her voice. So, I love it. Yeah, anyone... Anyone that's been in a relationship where someone has a best friend that uh, doesn't quite get the hands can relate to the song You, Me, and Steve. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It makes me giggle. And uh, I don't know. That's that's all I have to say about it. It's a funny song about new relationships and bad friends. <laughs> awesome. So speaking of relationships and bad friends, uh, <laughs> my next one is called Get Em Up. So that's get and then E-M up. Uh, it is by Nickelback. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this is the song that actually inspired this episode in a way. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So the re- so this song, so obviously if you've heard any of Nickelback's other music, you know they're not exactly a parody band, they're not exactly a funny band, and a lot of people have their opinions about them. Most of them are negative. There's a lot of people who really do like Nickelback. I am one of them. Now you know. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, there are some songs by Nickelback that I think are okay, and there yeah. are some songs by Nickelback that are tremendously overplayed. And I think, I think the hate yeah. for Nickelback is mostly how no one has been able to get away from them since 1999. But that's I very digress. valid and fair. <laughs> that's very valid and fair. Um, yeah. But there's this song on uh, one of their albums called "Get 'Em Up," and the song is about uh, this guy and his buddy having this idea one day to, you know what we should do? We should go rob a bank. Oh. So they're like, okay, let's go rob a bank. And they start gathering, you know, fake, you know, they gather gather masks, they steal a car, they grab, you know, they get guns, they they get all the things to rob a bank. So, you know, you hear the song, you're like, this isn't exactly a thing your kids should be listening to. And the whole chorus is literally about them practicing their dialogue of what they're going to say when they burst through the door and demand you know, money and everyone to get down on the floor and get your hands up and everything like that. And you get to the, um, the bridge of the song. And that's where it actually becomes a really funny song. Uh, because at the bridge of the song, we come to the realization and so do they, that apparently they planned this whole thing out, but didn't bother to check what day of the week it was. So they go to try to rob the bank on Sunday (laughs) when they're not even open. When they're not uh. even open. And what's even better is there's just cops sitting right across the street enjoying their day. And they're like, ah, they're trying to break in. Let's go arrest them. That's that's pretty good. So, that's the whole song is them like, let's attempt a bank robbery. It's Sunday. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I think I've seen the video for that, actually. I think I. Yeah, I think... the video for it is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. There's oddly enough like another video that's connected to it, but what's interesting is the video that's the other video that's connected to it is also another song from the same album, but that song comes before this one in the oh, soundtrack. 
Okay. So it's okay. like, wh- what? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. All right. All right. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up. And so I oh. would be remiss if I did not include Alice's Restaurant Massacre by Arlo Guthrie. Um, this is a nice short 18 and a half minute song. Ah, yes. Short 18 <laughs> minutes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is a song that I know the classic rock station out in here, here in Phoenix plays uh, a few times throughout the day on Thanksgiving. Um, it's, uh, man, it, this this is the one song that I know my mom, who listens to every episode, is going to be like, I know that song. I know Alice's Restaurant. Uh, <laughs> hi, Mom. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> it's it's a song about uh, Arlo and his friend going to visit their friend Alice, who works at a restaurant. Um, and Alice and, and her, her family live in the top of an abandoned church. So they've just let the bottom with all the pews fill up with garbage because it's usually empty. So Arlo and his buddies go and pick up all the garbage and dump it off a cliff and get arrested for it and hijinks ensue. Um, mm. And it's just, it is just a, a quarter, a third of an hour song about the misadventures based around this time that he went to pick up garbage um, mm-hmm. to try and be nice to his friend on Thanksgiving. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a classic. It's, um, yeah, it, it's it's hilarious. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, no songs songs classic and great. And I, again, this is this is one of those things where like without being able to actually play the song for you, I don't know how much to say about it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, if you got eighteen minutes, go ahead and check it out. Um, I know at least back in the day when I bought the song from iTunes, they actually had it set so that you could only buy this song if you bought the entire album because it's half the length of the entire record. <laughs> and so Okay, fair. It was like, well, I mean that sucks, but okay. So I did end up buying the entire album. And the whole the whole record it's off of um which is just called Alice's Restaurant is it's pretty good. Uh you know, there's there's a, a nice song about riding a motorcycle mo- motorcycle and not wanting a pickle, just wanting to ride a motorcycle. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And there's there's some other good stuff on there. Um but yeah, yeah. Uh, Arlo Guthrie used Alice's Restaurant from, I believe, 1967. So here we are, 50, geez, 53 years later, still talking about this song. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say it counts. It's pretty good. If, if 53 years later, it still makes me laugh every time I hear it. That's Alan. Yeah. All right, what you got? All right, so just because we're talking about the holidays, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back one holiday, back to Halloween real quick. Okay. Uh, and I'm pulling another song yet again from Broadway, because uh, thankfully the amount of funny Broadway songs I know is a lot smaller than the amount of Disney funny songs I know. Um, and this one is called The Whole Being Dead Thing from the Beetlejuice uh, Broadway show. Okay, so I was not aware that there was a Beetlejuice Broadway show. Please tell me more about this. So... Yeah, I've seen the Beetlejuice movie, so don't tell me the plot of Beetlejuice. Like, we can look that. But tell me more about the the musical specifically. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, So the musical itself, I don't... I think it came out either last year or the year before. Don't quote me on that. Um, Let me actually pull that up and check. Um, But anyway, so I stumbled across the Broadway show Hmm. on one day. I was watching the Tony Awards. I think it may have been early last year or something like that. And... As I was sitting there watching it, so as I was sitting there watching the video, uh, at one point it's like, all right, and here's the next runner-up for new, you know, new musical or whatever, and it was, you know, this one called Beetlejuice, and it started off with um, the, the a song that's from the show, and I think also from the movie too, uh, that it's like the I don't remember the name of the song, but it's mm, it's bothering me now that I don't know the name of it off the top it, of my head. Is it is it Deo? It is Deo. Okay. Yeah. It is Deo. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, so it started off with Deo, and then it went into this song called The Whole Being Dead Thing, and Beetlejuice comes out, and he started singing this, you know, whole song about kind of giving the premise of the actual Broadway show of, like, literally, this is a show about death. All right. And 
as he's going around singing it, he's breaking the fourth wall during the performance. During the performance in the video, he actually called out Adam Driver, and it's like, Adam Driver, you killed Han Solo. Not cool, bro. You know, the whole being dead thing. (laughs) And I was like, what just happened? And I listened to this, and I listened to the soundtrack earlier this year, around Halloween time, and listened to the actual song. The song is just as funny. It's just as hilarious. There's a line in the in the soundtrack version that I'm pretty sure is not in the actual Broadway version because I think they change it every night depending on what they see in the audience. Sure. Um, but there's one line in it that says, you know, if you die while listening to this album, it's just going to keep playing. <laughs> Which he's not wrong. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. But it's, it's got a lot of really great funny jokes and quips. It has that feeling of a Broadway show, but it feels like Tim Burton at the same time. And honestly, I highly recommend listening to it. There are two parts to the song. There is the whole being dead thing and then the whole being dead thing part two, which is a little bit shorter. Obviously, it's like a reprise. Mm -hmm. Um, Both songs are great. Both songs are hilarious. And honestly, they're kind of my favorite part of the whole album, even though there are some other really good songs uh, in there. And uh, yeah, kind of like what you've been saying with some of the other songs. It's kind of hard to describe without listening to it. So check it out on the Spotify playlist. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. All right. Your turn. Right. Well, since I warned about this at the top of the show, I figure I should mention it now. Uh, Detachable Penis by King Missile. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't look up when any of these songs came out. Uh, I apologize for that. But I know I first heard the song when I was in junior high, either seventh or eighth grade. So we were talking mm-hmm. somewhere between 1994 and 1996. Um, and, and my friend Tim played it for me because he taped it off the radio. And it was the funniest damn song I'd ever heard at the time. Um, which... Like, preteen boy, uh, like, yeah, this is the kind of humor that preteen boys and, and quite frankly, just teenage boys in general uh, are into. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song about a man whose penis is detachable and he lost it at a party. And uh, the song is about him going to try to find it. And some of the times that, you know, recant- recalling some of the other times that he has lost his penis. And, uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's a thing <laughs> and eventually he gets it back because he found it at a yard sale uh <laughs> and the guy wanted too much money for it but he managed to talk him down so <laughs> that was fair and he brought it home washed it off reattached it and felt whole again so yep <laughs> <laughs> there it is okay detachable penis by king missile uh which is the dirtiest song of the ones that i am suggesting but uh yeah <laughs> here you go it's it's funny it's you say it's the dirtiest song and yet it doesn't i mean it doesn't sound all that dirty but it definitely oh. like without context it's like what <laughs> yeah yeah believe me without uh, the number of songs i wanted to include on here uh that after i re-listened to them i was like oh they just straight up say that like this swear word or oh there's just straight up this sexual innuendo or like, oh, this is, <laughs> I forgot that this racist word was in here. Um, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, not not because I like to listen to racist comedy, but because, you know, the songs are a little bit older and society has moved past uh, where it was in, say, the 70s. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, I don't want to, I don't know the age of, of most of our listeners, so I don't want to go recommending things that are going to get kids in trouble when they repeat them over distance learning school chats. So, yeah, you know, um, yeah. yeah, so don't, don't repeat the lyrics of detachable penis to your teacher, but, uh, I think it's worth listening to once. I think it's pretty funny. You might disagree. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Also, that does provide me with the disclaimer. Uh, get them up and the whole being dead thing. They do have swear. They do have some pretty serious. Uh, I don't think like any like offensive swears, but they do have some pretty big word, big swear words in there. Sure. And uh, the whole being dead thing does reference at one point doing cocaine. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. But. Yeah. Yep. Yep. On to something this else. Is, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's one of the things about comedy is that it doesn't always age well. So. No. You know. Yeah, I had to actually, I just removed a song from my list because I'm like, there's nothing inherently wrong with the song. It's actually a really good song, but it, it's, but I'm realizing it does not age well, especially for people who do not listen 
to Christmas music or the blue collar comedy tour. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So I removed the song. Okay. Um, but I am going to go to my next song. Sure. Please do. Uh, sticking again with the holiday spirit, this time going forward in time. Uh, this one is called the Christmas can can. Yeah. You mentioned this one before we started recording and I, I don't know this song. So please tell me about it. So the song is by straight. No chaser. Uh, I don't know the band, sadly, but I kind of want to go look them up after this. Uh, so a couple Christmases ago, uh, me and my family, we were out driving around, checking out Christmas lights and displays and everything. And there was this one house that was displayed to music, and they actually had a monitor out in front of their house that showed video with it or would occasionally have things go across the screen that matched what the house was doing. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um but then this one song came on and we turned up the radio because they that's how they get the music into your cars. They have like a radio antenna. And this song came on called The Christmas Can Can. You're trying to hear what the words were saying. It's a little hard because uh, not great signal for, a, for like FM, AM, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I looked it up later and I looked it up last year and put it on my Christmas Spotify playlist. It is positively the funniest Christmas song I think I've ever heard. Huh. The song is literally about the fact... Uh, it's to the melody of the can can, right? Ba, but it's a little about ba, the ba, fact ba, of how ba, Christmas. Yep. Yep. That. Yep. Um, but it's a little about how Christmas comes seems to come earlier every single year. How it is literally mm-hmm. nothing but shopping, shopping, shopping. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and how literally it is thrust down our throats like hardcore. And then it brings up the question of like, wait a minute, there are other holidays around this time. Why aren't we talking about Hanukkah or Kwanzaa? What the heck, guys? It's a valid point. That's a very valid it's point. A, it's a very valid point, And it's very, very funny. It's a very funny song. It yeah. is. I think it actually is a relatively clean song, but it's still. But if, if not, it might have like a couple like medium level swear words. So. Sure. Sure. But it's still really funny. It's a yeah. really funny holiday song. All right. Well, I'm going to break the holiday spirit now. Uh, I'm going to break. Well, some good, other I don't have spirit. any others. Good, good. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm going to break some other people's spirits who uh, <laughs> maybe believe this lie that was perpetuated by the World Wrestling Federation back in 1995. Um, so, okay. so professional wrestling is weird. And I don't talk about it a lot on Atomic Monsoon because I know, Stephanie, you're not super into it. But I think that this story behind this song is interesting enough. Okay. Um, so, so Jeff Jarrett is a professional wrestler. Um, he's been wrestling since the 80s. He is a second-generation wrestler. His dad was a wrestler and then later a promoter um, for a, a territory in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And so when, when Jeff Jarrett went to the World Wrestling Federation, which is housed in Stamford, Connecticut, um, and their big shows are from Madison Square Garden, um, so it's often called New York. Uh, the thing about, about WWF, uh, WWE now, but WWF at the time, is in the early 90s, everyone knew that Cayman was a cartoon character of some kind. They were a wrestler and a garbage man, or a wrestler and a NASCAR racer, or a wrestler and a snobby Connecticut blue blood, or a wrestler and a dentist with bad teeth, or something. Mm -hmm. So when Jeff Jarrett came in, uh, because he's from Tennessee and and has kind of that southern twang to his voice, um, he became Double J and was a country singer who was using the World Wrestling Federation as a stepping stone to superstardom in Memphis, or in Nashville, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Uh, He wanted to be the world's biggest country music star. That was the character. In real life, Jeff Jarrett can't sing. (laughs) So so they, they had this whole thing going where he released an album, allegedly, called Ain't It Great?, and the reason you can't, or, or ain't I great, or ain't he great, or something. His his catchphrase is ain't I great, and and so the mm. album name was a play on that. And uh, the reason that you couldn't find it in stores, allegedly, is because it was so popular, it was selling out everywhere. Hmm. In truth, it didn't exist, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the story was that it was selling out everywhere. I'm going to pause. Do you need to blow your nose? No, I'm good. Okay. And so eventually, uh, in, in it was either late 94 or early 95, they released a music video for the song, the, 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 the hit lead single off, off Ain't He Great, uh, called With My Baby Tonight. And would you know, it's actually kind of a fun song. 
it's huh. it's a bit of a cliche. It's about a blue collar worker who gets off work and wants to go home and be with his baby tonight. And oh. there's there's some backup singers. And if you had no context, you'd be like, man, this is a kind of good, cheesy, early 90s, like country pop song. Well, the whole thing was a setup because Jeff Jarrett had a, a second that would accompany him to ringside and, and act as a manager called the roadie. Uh, mm. Because he was a music star, so he had the roadie. And um, the roadie <laughs> was a, a a guy named Jesse James. And he actually has a good singing voice. And so they built up this whole thing where it was in real life, it was the roadie who sang this song. And it actually is Brian James Armstrong or Jesse James um, mm-hmm. doing the singing for With My Baby Tonight. And... Mm-hmm this whole thing was supposed to culminate in the two of them feuding with each other. Like they'd break up and, and feud with each other, which is a thing that happens in wrestling. Like any, any partnership is eventually going to end with the two of them fighting. Yeah. And um, so when it came out like, Oh, it was the roadie who sang this. He started going by the real double J and, and we found out his name was Jesse James. So it was Jeff Jarrett and Jesse James. They're both double J blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. And so he would come out to the ring to with my baby tonight, which is an absolutely terrible song for an entrance. Uh, regardless of all the praise I just gave it. However, Jeff Jarrett got in trouble and got fired right as this feud was kicking off. So (laughs) it ended up never happening. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, the roadie, uh, Jesse James, um, ended up kind of floundering and going nowhere for a long time until he started teaming up with Billy Gunn, and the two of them renamed themselves the New Age Outlaws and became one of the most successful tag teams in wrestling history, uh, along with the rest of their friends in the group D-Generation X. Uh, and mm. they're the ones that have popularized the phrase, suck it. So that all oh, goes okay. back That all goes back to this stupid country song. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so With My Baby Tonight by Double J, whichever one mm-hmm. you pick. Um, okay. But that's off the WWE Full Metal, the album soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. So, yep. Yep. Love <laughs> that it. exists. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. What do you what else you got? All right. Um All right. So I got two Weird Al songs. I know we said we did Weird Al earlier. I'm just going to knock these ones out real quick. Sure. Um but these these are the ones that I really love the most and I appreciate them the most. I know I love Saga Begins. I know I love Yoda. But these two even though they're rap songs, I have them pretty much memorized. Sure. Which is impressive. Um and so the songs are Handy, which is a parody based off of the song Fancy by Iggy Azalea. Uh-huh. And then White and Nerdy, based on the song Ridin'. Um, yeah, White and Nerdy is a possible alternate theme song for this podcast, by the way. Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so if you haven't heard the song White and Nerdy, first of all, where have you been? Second of all... Um, it is literally like the anth- I think a lot of nerdy people who also like Weird Al will all consider this kind of like their theme song. Yeah. Because, yeah. meh. Um, and but the song is to the is to the the theme of the so- of writing, and right. instead of it being like oh I'm all cool with my car and you know being a gangster and everything like that, this is literally about a nerdy kid wanting to hang out with gangsters, and you know trying to choose between Captain Kirk and Picard and going to the Renaissance Fair and playing Minesweep and like all these different things. Yes, yes. All of the and, most stereotypical nerdy behaviors. Yeah. And has even Donny Osmond in the music video. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's a, gr- it's a great, funny song uh, just about being nerdy and everything like that. Uh, but Handy is literally a song about a handyman kind of like promoting himself saying like, hey, I'll come and I'll fix your house. I'll mow your lawn. I'll fix your plumbing. I'll do all this stuff. Uh, with a couple of moments where it seems like it could be an innuendo if you're not really paying attention, but in reality, note that's actually a thing that a like a like a a contract worker or a plumber or a you know uh, a carpenter will do, mm-hmm. like actually mm-hmm. will do on their job. It's just mm-hmm. it sounds dirty in your head. Right. Um, and the entire song is absolutely hilarious, and it ends uh, with him literally promoting his his business in Spanish. <laughs> and everything yeah so yeah. it's just it's a great like it's just it's, it's just a great jam about how handy uh, he is with tools and everything <laughs> oh so yeah yeah right. both of those are great um mm-hmm. yeah 
Um, okay, so everyone knows the song Bad to the Bone by George yes. Thurgood and the Destroyers. Uh, mm-hmm. That song's great. It's in Terminator 2, you know, my favorite movie of all time. We've talked enough about that movie. I'll stop now. Uh, but yep. my favorite song by George Thurgood and the Destroyers is actually not Bad to the Bone. Um, it, it is a song about drinking, which is funny because I'm straight edge and don't drink. So mm-hmm. take that for what you will. Uh, but it's it's one bourbon, one scotch, one beer, which is another short song coming in at just under nine minutes. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. If I get going on a jam, like if there's a if there's a good song playing, sometimes I'll just play it two or three times in a row uh, mm-hmm. because I just I get into the groove of the music, you know, not That's not totally necessarily the valid. lyrical content, but but the music. So song mm-hmm. being between nine and 15 minutes, if it's a good music piece, doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. Doesn't bother me yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, one bourbon, one scotch, one beer is a song about a guy who has lost his job. He's lost everything and he's going out looking for work. Um, and it's it. The premise of the song is kind of sad and it, it, it is a uh, question questionably about functional alcoholism, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's the story about how the, how funny life can be when it's hard i mm-hmm. guess um how funny the toughest moments in life can be you know uh the and i guess the the there's a phrase in there um where he's talking mm-hmm. to his landlord and you know she, he's like hey i'm i'll you know i'll pay you rent soon uh, you know i'm looking for a job whatever she goes that that, that don't confront me as long as i get my month, uh, rent money next friday and mm-hmm. that line I've heard referenced in a bunch of other things, including um, the uh, <laughs> Chocolate Salty Ball song by Chef uh, <laughs> from the South, pa- South Park uh, album. Um, and like it just comes out of nowhere. Like there's no reason for that line to be in that song, except it is and it works. And good on Isaac Hayes for pulling that off. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I guess this song is actually kind of sad but it's done in a very funny way. So I don't know. Listen to it. Make up your own mind. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think we get time for one more each and then, and then we got to split. So, all right. Um, so we only have time for one more each. I'm just going to throw one out there and then I'll actually say my last one. Um, the one I'm going to throw out there is called making things up again. It's from the book of Mormon, uh, Broadway musical. It is literally about this one character, literally trying to describe uh, to the African people, you know, what exactly, you know, the Book of Mormon is about, what exactly did Joseph Smith do? And he does so using pop culture references, and it's great. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And the angels and God and Joseph Smith are all like, uh, you're making things up again? Don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty good. And then, but so, that, so it's a great song. I highly recommend listening to it. It's really, it's really kind of funny, and it's great kind of on a perspective of, you know, everybody can view as long as they get the morals right from the religion, they can view religion differently. Okay. Okay. So that's yeah. kind of what I take away from it. Um, but my last song, and I just remembered this one because I realized, wait, why did I forget this band? How dare me forget this band? The last one is the first song I ever heard from them. Uh, it is called Cool Patrol, and it is by Ninja Sex Party. Oh, yes. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know ninja sex party uh is a they're a band uh, ha- uh i can talk uh consisting of pretty much two mu- two musicians one of them being danny Sexbang or danny avidan which is his actual name um and ninja brian i don't know mm-hmm. brian's actual name but he's just ninja brian to me um but both of them actually come from the the YouTube series uh, and channel Game Grumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny is the he's the one that hangs out with Aaron, and they usually play all the games together. Uh, but Danny's a really talented singer, and so he and Brian created this band together that do a lot of really really funny songs. And Cool Patrol um, is very much one of those songs where it's you know teaching a kid how to be cool with all the other cool kids. And it's funny because it's like Danny, Aaron, I think one other YouTuber, Markiplier, and like someone else pointing at Jack Septicai saying, come on, man, we'll show you how to be cool. And it's like, <laughs> this is the, gr- this is great. I love this. 
That's great. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a great it's a great yeah. song, great music video. So man, I totally forgot about Ninja Sex Party. Uh, I know. I feel ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guess because I don't actually own any of their music because they just release it all for free on YouTube all the time. So if I listen to them, I just find awesome. it there. Yeah. So I was going through my thirteen thousand songs. Uh, <laughs> they didn't pop up. Um, so yeah, my my last song then. Um, it's another internet classic, uh, Trogdor by Strong mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how popular Homestar Runner is anymore, but there was mm-hmm. a there was a, a moment there in the early mid to late two thousands where Homestar Runner and the Strong Bad emails were kind of the bee's knees on the internet. Um, and one day Strong Bad was drawing a dragon and gave it a cool name like Trogdor the mm-hmm. Burninator, and. <laughs> ended up singing this ridiculous song about how Trogdor went around burning people in their thatched roof cottages. Um, and at the height of their popularity, they released a music album called Strong Bad Sings and Other Type Hits. And uh, there's a, a huge, like, mega-enhanced version of Strong Bad on there. And it's great. And... Uh, uh, that's the version that'll be on our on our Spotify playlist because it's mm-hmm. just so ridiculously over the top. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Trogdor by Strong Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, we are we are basically out of time. So uh, check the episode description. Um, I'll also post a link on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Um, so if for some reason you can't copy and paste it out of your um, uh, podcast aggregator you can check us out on facebook or twitter and and go to it there i would do it on instagram but instagram also doesn't let you copy and paste links out of uh photo descriptions so sorry um but you can find those at atomic monsoon and facebook on twitter and atomic underscore monsoon on instagram and uh if you have any any questions or anything you can email us atomic monsoon at gmail.com you can find uh shirts with our logos and stuff at redbubble and Mm -hmm. um you can find all of our past episodes at atomicmonsoon.com and that will have links to all of our stuff as well. And what did I forget? Uh, I mean, thanks to FM Records, guys. I mean, if we're going to talk music, we got to talk our OGs for just a second. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to be honest, uh, it's unfortunate that they don't have a, uh, a, a bigger presence on Spotify. But I also went through and, and checked and and... It turns out I don't think there are any comedy bands on Def M Records, so <laughs> we, I couldn't <laughs> include any of them. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I will say, um, check out their song Q36, which is a song about uh, Marvin Martian wanting to blow up Earth because it blocks his view of Venus. <laughs> Great song. So while it's not, I mean, it's a song with a funny premise, the song itself isn't, you know, it's a little... Anyways, yeah, Q36, Q36 by the Saturn 3. Check that out on uh, thesaturniii.bandcamp.com or you can link to them through defmrecords.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, guys, and with that, we are out of time. We are out of here. Um, for those of you in America who are about to celebrate such things, happy Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we'll be back next week. I don't, I don't have any plans for the day after thanksgiving so we should uh have a new episode then i think yeah yeah we should all right guys take care boom